Moto America fans, it's time for another episode of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you may even learn something from this unlikely pair and their special guest. The mic is yours, Paul and Sean. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Paul Carruthers. I'm the communication manager for Moto America. I've got Sean Bice next to me, and we make up the podcast Off Track with Crothers and Bice. And down below, we have Jake Lewis, who's our special guest today. I got to say, it's a it's a slender-looking Jake Lewis. Svelte, <laughs> I might say. And I know that's important for you this year, racing super sport, more so than obviously racing King of the Baggers, is your weight, because you're racing against, you know, 12-year-olds, right, who don't weigh much. So is that a, is that been a big part of your off-season work? I mean, a little bit for sure. You know, uh, I get tired of being called a fat ass when in reality, you know, I'm a normal size guy. I mean, I'm 6'3", and I was like 210 last year, though, which was a little bit definitely too heavy. So uh, it's definitely been a priority this offseason. And I do feel a lot better already. And we still have a couple months until uh, super sports season starts up. But Daytona's right around the corner. And that's one of my goals this year. You know, with three classes, I'm going to be – pretty dang busy so uh just being in shape eating cleaner and uh, no drinking this year so uh feeling a lot better and it's it's paying off i definitely feel like i look a little bit thinner but still got a ways to go and uh i want to get back down to my fighting weight where i was uh two years ago when i was on the super bike class and i just feel better on the bike and uh can last a lot longer in the races you know last year I didn't take it super serious right in the bagger, you know, 620 pound bike. I didn't think it would matter that much, but then when I got the call to fill in for Corey, uh, it makes a huge, huge difference in super sport. I mean, those kids, you know, they're, they're a lot younger than me, but then also they're 140, 150 pounds. And then especially with PJ in the class this year, he's probably in the 130 pounds. So, uh, yeah, yeah. no matter what, I mean, I'm going to be heavier than the guys just cause of my height, you know, I'm six three and it's, it's definitely tough. Uh, trying to stay lean and light throughout the year, but uh, it'll be worth it for sure. Well, Daytona's got to be the worst, right? Yeah, for sure. But uh, uh, unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not doing the 200. Uh, I don't know oh, if okay. anyone knows that. Yeah, not doing the 200. But uh, on the Hooligan and Bagger, I mean, there's some some good uh, bonus programs for those, and the team's been working hard on those two bikes. So uh, Daytona's the one of the biggest horsepower tracks we go to. Yeah, Jake, so do you think as you get older, do you find it more difficult to lose weight than you used to? I mean, with metabolism and all that, do you notice it at all? I think so, for sure. But yeah. uh, Shit, I he's think still too young for that. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of the reason everyone, you know, just thinks I was bigger this year is just because, I mean, I've been a beanpole my whole life. And, yeah. Uh, ever since I was racing, you know, uh, being this, this tall, I was never really over 170, 175 pounds, which is tough for me and then last year you know I just kind of ate whatever I wanted to drank whatever I wanted to and didn't uh, put in the work like I used used to back in the day and uh, it definitely showed you know I still felt like I was riding good but being lighter uh, and fitter is definitely better Men makes you more mentally strong and uh, on the little bike it made a heck of a difference yeah well you know 
maybe I shouldn't say this or say this this way, but we know each other well enough. I'm just going to come out. You kind of surprised me on the super sport bike. You actually did really, really well. And I was concerned after this amount of time that, you know, the bike is a smaller bike now, you know, of course, 750, you're going to be on 750 this year, but it is a super sport bike still, and you are super tall. So um, did it surprise you or do you feel pretty comfortable on a super sport bike? No, I feel comfortable. And I was honestly pretty bummed with how I did. Uh, I didn't think oh. I did that great. You know, it, like I started off pretty slow at Road America. I hadn't been on a super sport bike since uh, 2014. So almost 10 years. And uh, I didn't do that good until, you know, the Ridge and I started picking up momentum. I was fourth there, but the, the joke around the pits, like with my buddies and even Rispoli and all those guys, it was six. I could never like break that sixth mark. But then at New Jersey, uh, the last round, I mean, I felt good on the bike previously, but at Jersey in the dry, you know, I qualified second and was less than a tenth off pole of Tyler Scott. But that track uh, didn't have as much stop and go. You know, you come onto the straightaway with some momentum. So that that alone really uh, motivated me for coming into this year, just to, just to see and to know mentally that, you know, the, my weight was definitely holding me back at the stop and go tracks. Like at Coda, you know, I was fast with the infield, but then we would get on the back straightaway and I would just get absolutely yarded uh, from the kids. And this year, you know, I definitely need to be more be more in shape. And uh, I'm looking forward to Super Sport trying to get some redemption. Like I agree with Sean. I was surprised. I thought you did really well on the Super Sport bike, but obviously a racer is a racer and, and you know, that just wasn't what you wanted and you wanted more, but you did do really well. All things considered, you're kind of thrown into it and, you know, you're a little large, a little rotund. So, um, yeah, yeah, it all worked out good. Now with the, it's ironically, you finished seventh or it's probably coincidentally, not ironically, but you finished seventh in both championships is and and that you're 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 finishing positions actually like you had some podiums on the super sport bike but you didn't on the baggers is making the next step on the baggers more difficult i think so you know uh that's like a big priority of mine is and the team you know the team saddleman guys have been busting their butts and uh trying to prepare for this season you know they've spent a lot of uh money time and effort to get us up closer towards the front but then again, it's it comes down to support. Uh, you know, a lot of our support comes from the factory itself uh, with Harley Davidson. You know, and with James joining and Cal, uh, it, it it depends on how much support they give us. Honestly, uh, it's a little bit frustrating as a rider. You know, uh, having having to wait around and hoping you're gonna get the good stuff and all of that stuff. But then again, it was the team Saddleman's first year with Harley Davidson. So uh, they ha had a lot to figure out and lo a lot to learn. And they're still fairly new to racing. So uh, they need to figure some stuff out themselves. But I think going into this year, we'll be a lot better uh, prepared than we were for Daytona last year. I mean, going into Daytona last year, I'd only had probably 11 laps total on the bike. So just kind of getting thrown into the deep end. I never really rode a bagger. So I feel a lot better mentally going into this season. And then also doing the hooligan class. I mean, I'm pretty dang excited for that. You know, uh, Harley Davidson, Pan America. And it looks like Roland Sands uh, changed the rules around a little bit to uh, get us closer to those front two guys. You know, the Indians were absolutely smoking everyone uh, last year, but the team's put a lot of effort and emphasis on that class as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to all three classes. You know, I think uh, be fighting for top positions in all three of them, hopefully. And the Saddleman team got a little bit smaller rider-wise for the baggers anyway, right? I mean, that 
that might help. They probably were stretched pretty thin with, I mean, it was a big team for a first year effort. Oh, it was a huge team. You know, the, like I said, they put four riders into, uh, into the deep end, spent a lot of money and a lot of time and then resources as well. You know, we had four riders with myself, Corey, Patricia and Frankie, but going into this year, they made some changes and, uh, Patricia is going to be kind of more of a team manager role. And uh, I'm not sure about Frankie. Unfortunately, uh, he's not going to be with the team. But uh, we we got Travis Wyman uh, join, joining myself and Corey. And I think that'll help a lot, honestly, because Travis has rode for the factory the past two seasons, I, I believe. And uh, just the knowledge he'll bring from the factory will help us. And then uh, also we got a new mechanic joining the fold. So, uh, they'll have two full-time mechanics uh, on hand at the shop 24-7 pretty much. And uh, this this is a year of knowledge and notes and all of that stuff will help us coming into this season. And Travis knows what the good stuff is. Yeah, exactly. He, I mean, may, he, yeah. he, may, he may also know where they keep it so you can sneak in there <laughs> at night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing with baggers. I mean, they've come to such a high level in development and uh, – you know, Harley's a huge corporation, but it's definitely like, you know, you have Yamaha, Suzuki, all of that corporate. But I think when you go to Harley Davidson, it's a completely different world as far as corporate and stepping on toes and sharing all the information and notes. So I think it'll be exciting for Travis to hop on one of our team saddleman bikes because he's been on the factory bikes and then he'll jump right on ours. So he'll know the differences and feel the differences immediately. So I think that'll help us even uh, even farther progress for the season and like i said we got a new mechanic uh he's actually coming from vance and hans and was wrenching on hayden's bike last year so he'll have some stuff up his sleeve too so uh, i think it's all it's going to be exciting all all the way around yeah i mean i really think it's a step up jake they even with the name of the team i mean it was team saddleman and it may still be that on the entry list but they have this thing called saddleman race development team now which really spoke points out that you guys are developing race bikes and, and racing so it's it's very committed with the three of you guys you have a few things on that your team the harley the factory harley team and i don't even think vance and heinz has um i talked to Corey west last year about how you've got that two caliper two brake systems uh on the rear of the bike did you use that last year at all yeah we didn't start using it till probably laguna though so it was pretty late in the season and uh we were just looking at the other bikes, the factory Harleys and the Vance and Hans bikes. I'm not sure about Indian, but uh, they had the the handbrake or the thumb brake uh, as far as using the rear brake. And on the baggers, you know, you got to use the heck out of the rear brake because you're trying to stop a 620-pound bike. And sometimes it's just kind of inconvenient to try to place your foot on the pedal going into the right-handers. So uh, we switched over to the thumb brake and it was kind of a, a weird looking setup uh, with two calipers, but it, it got the job done. Well, that's the thing. And I want to make a point about this distinction. So I know that the Harley bikes have the factory Harley, the Screaming Eagle team has a thumb brake, but you, and they also have a foot brake, but it's, it's the same system. So it's one, it's whichever one you use, it's going to the same caliper. Your deal was you had a thumb brake going to a, a separate caliper from a foot brake going to a separate caliper. So Corey West said he would go into some of the turns. He would be on the, the brake with his foot and on the brake with his thumb. So he would be using three brake systems in turns sometimes. Did you did you ha do any of that at all? No, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's the ideal way to do it, but uh, I haven't talked to the team. I don't know if that's actually what we're doing this year, like with the two calipers again or not. I haven't uh, – that's one question I haven't asked, you know, uh, 
I think they'll just prepare what's best for us. You know, like I said, getting uh, Ricky from Vance and Hans and then Maddie is going to be my mechanic and he's full-time at the Saddleman shop. So I know those guys are busting their ass to give us the best equipment possible for Daytona and we'll definitely be more prepared. And the team owner, Dave Eckert, uh, he wants results this year and he's put in a lot of effort and money. And uh, I think the whole image of the team will look good and uh, it's, it's an exciting year for us. So there'll be some races where you race three classes. Yeah, I looked, uh, I have it written down on the calendar. Just, uh, I think not until July, maybe Laguna or something. I'll race three classes, but there's three or four rounds where I'll do three classes, you know, the who against super sport and baggers, which I was going to do at Laguna this past year, you know, uh, but then the hoop, we had a problem with the hooligan bike. So I just did two, but on Friday I did three classes and it was like back to back to back three in a row. And it's definitely tough. So that's why I just need to get in shape for sure. And, uh, feel better for this year because it's going to be busy. And then there's a chance at uh, making some good money and doing good results on all three bikes. I, You know how to get ready, too, because I think, you know, I remember back in, it seems like 100 years ago that we used to ride bicycles out here when the Haydens had their house and you'd come out here with Nikki and Raj and the whole crew and you'd work every day and you had Nikki to watch who, you know, he was a maniac. So you know what to do. It's just, yeah, which, which has to help you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the biggest thing about being in shape and being ready for racing is yourself and self-motivation. Uh, I mean, I know exactly what to do. And J.D. Beach lives 20 minutes up the road and he's yeah. going back to ro road racing this year. And then also we have the Essence and guys, uh, they, their shop's actually based here in Owensboro. So Dallas Daniels and Tom Drain, one of the top 450 flat track guys, uh, live here in Owensboro full time throughout the year. So I have good training partners and uh, looking forward to putting in the work. I mean, I know what it takes to run up front and going to do that for sure this year. And then just the opportunities both teams uh, have gave me is, is huge. You know, uh, both teams, I think, are pretty top notch and working hard and spending a lot of money and time and effort to, to give me the equipment. So I need to give that back to them. Yeah, Jake, do you know, so Brandon White, who is the owner of M3 Motorsports, the team that uh, that uh, Max Flinders races for, Max has told us that Brandon wants Max to race in Superbike and uh, Baggers at the same time. So he and in he, Brandon has thought that helps Max actually ride better in, in Baggers. So from your perspective, three bikes, how do you feel about that? Do you, does the extra seat time help you? Is it confusing? How do the teams feel about it? Are they all good on everything or are there any issues at all with that? Uh, it's kind of a tough question because, I mean, all three bikes are completely different. You know, it was it was tough jumping from the bagger to the super sport bike because, I mean, they're just completely different and the way they do things. And three bikes is going to be even more tough. But uh, in a way, it can help you. And in some ways, it probably can hurt you. But you just got to look at the positives uh, as far as what I'm doing. You know, you get more track time and uh, – I just think that helps, you know, being on a bike and getting more laps around the track you're going to race at is uh, is more helpful, in my opinion. Uh, and the teams, you know, I was a little bit nervous to to ask the Saddleman guys for permission to ride Super Sport for Altus, but uh, both teams were completely fine with it, which is uh, super thankful that happened, you know, because the team Saddleman and Dave Eckert and his whole crew are taking care of me really, really good. And uh, then with George, you know, he's putting in – 
a big effort this year, just focusing on super sports. So thankful for both of those teams for giving me the opportunity and uh, kind of to show what I got. You know, it, it's going to be an exciting year going after three different class championships. Yeah, let's let's talk about Altus Motorsports a little bit, because, you know, I was so delighted when that uh, announcement came in that you were going to be riding for them. I try to talk to George and Jeanette as much as I can. And um, that team, of course, they had a tough time last year. You know, the Eric Gray had passed away their crew chief and, you know, team manager. And it was a tough situation from them. They had to kind of pivot from that. You were with that team before. They've kind of gotten things back together, brought you in. They're really excited to have you back with the team again. I know, I know, uh, Jared Nassani, your teammate, is, is very excited for it, too. Um, tell us about being with that team before and getting the call up from them. Have you just maintained a good relationship with them all over time? Yeah, I mean, my, one of my priorities is just to be friendly and to stay in touch with really everyone that I've rode with and meet in the paddock uh, just because you never know. Can you, can you guys still see me? Yes. Oh, sorry. Someone's calling me. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that's just one of my main focuses to keep a good relationship with everybody. And, uh, the Altus guys, I mean, obviously when you win a championship with a team, you keep more in touch with them, but they for real were like a family for me, uh, with George and Jeanette. So, uh, last year, you know, they were struggling really bad after Eric Gray passed away. And yes, there was even some races that Jarrett was uh, thinking about quit quitting racing. And uh, we had a good relationship when we were teammates a couple of years ago and I helped him out throughout the year. And this off season, you know, after, after riding super sport again, I kind of had the itch to come back to super sport because I didn't feel like I did the best and I wanted some redemption. So I was actually the one who reached out to uh, George and the son Jordan uh, who runs kind of the motocross side of things. And, I reached out to them kind of uh, hoping to get an opportunity to ride super sport again and kind of use the uh, scenario of me helping Jarrett. You know, it seemed like every time I went out on track last year, uh, I had a toe strap on my bike for him to follow me. And I kind of used like, I would help him as, as kind of a rider coach. So uh, I think it'll be good. We have a good relationship and the Suzuki uh, 750 is a good bike. And honestly, I think Moto America did a great job towards the midway end of the year all the bikes were pretty dang equal, uh, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, when there's different displacements and different bikes, I mean, people have different opinions, but the racing was really good in super sport, and uh, I think it'll be an exciting year. So that, that actually – sorry, Paul, I just one more on this. So, so that actually explains something that, to me because regarding the situation with Jared and you racing in super sport, because I never asked uh, George or Jeanette this, and I haven't asked you this, so I'm going to do it now you won a championship with those guys in stock 1000. It's like, you know, was there an opportunity to go back and race in stock 1000 with them or was it a cost thing? Or did you say, well, I can work with Jarrett. So that's part of the reason to do super sport. Yeah. So we won the stock thousand championship in 2021. And then uh, George wanted me back for the next year to do stock again, but that's when the M4 super bike deal came up. And that was my goal back then was to ride in super bike so I went that direction. But then, like I said, I maintained a good relationship with him throughout this past year. And then when I got the call in to do super sport, I really enjoyed myself and I really wanted to stay on a sport bike. Uh, you know, with doing the bagger and hooligan classes is really fun and uh, the opportunity is good as far as making good money in those classes. But for me, it was important to stay on a sport bike as well. I mean, I've done that since I was pretty much eight years old and 
you just kind of need to keep your name in uh, in the hat for kind of both bikes. I mean, it's all the same series, but it's two d- completely different uh, kind of industries, you know, with the bagger and hooligan industry and then the sport bike industry and uh, just to try to stay relevant, you know, and, and for myself to push myself to the maximum, I want to do good in super sport as well. Did you, we're going to go back a little bit, but did you learn a lot about yourself in those days when you were working for UPS and did you, did you think at that point, like, oh man, this, this could be the end of, of, of the racing for me. And did it make you want it that much more? And does it make you appreciate it that much more now that you have it back? Yeah. I mean, I think for sure. And a lot of the top routers, uh, really never have to experience that. And even for Matthew Skoltz, I mean, you know, it's kind of at a, crappy situation for him i mean as far as the westby deal folding up just because he's had a secure rod for however many years uh ongoing now but when you go get a real job and quit racing and don't have the opportunities to race i mean you're sitting at work like i was sitting at ups unloading semis full of boxes uh each night and like honestly not not having much fun and liking it all so I think uh, it's just a give and take situation, you know, because a lot of racers do have to work and have a job. But for myself, I never really had a job. And my whole focus was racing there for many, many years. And even when I, you know, had the factory opportunity, it was like you're living uh, on the high life. And then you kind of get a reality check and realize it can get taken away at any point And you're back to the real world. And this is what I love doing is racing motorcycles. So I'm thankful to uh, both teams and, that's why I just want to put in a lot of work this season and get them good results to repay them and, and uh, be thankful for what I have. <clears throat> Excuse me, <clears throat> Jake. So um, I want to ask you some more about what you were doing in, in uh, super sport um, and, and super stock as well. Cause you, you mentioned you like to be on sport bikes. What's the reason for that? Is it, is it just like you like the speed you like the performance or, or what? I mean, I, I, what, what's going on there? Uh, I mean, I just like the speed of it and performance as well, like you said. But, I mean, the baggers and, and hooligan bikes are pretty dang fun as well. You know, it's just it's just different sport bike. Mm-hmm. I've done it since I was eight years old. And uh, I just always my, – my my whole goal was to be Superbike champion. And uh, I never never get, even got a Superbike win. So, that was a little bit of a bummer. But I just feel like if I, if I stay at it, you know, I can still have a, a shot at maybe – eventually getting a top superbike ride you never know what the future can hold but mm-hmm. my goal this year is to to fight for the super sport championship i mean there's no no way around that you know that's my, my that's my goal and it's going to be a, a cutthroat season and a lot a lot of talent in super sport this season but uh i feel like i'll be on a little bit better of equipment honestly than i was on last year and uh fortunately we're going to do a couple tests coming up here and i think the bike's going to be really good and the crew that uh, the Altus guys have had it put together is going to be good for this year. I want to talk about back home a little bit for you because there were a few years ago we we did a video we talked about the OWB gang I mean it was all you guys that were racing and then there was a time where it almost got to the point where none of you guys were road racing it at all and I mean Raj Raj was retired you know uh, JD was off doing something so we're kind of back again I mean Raj is in the paddock obviously um, you got JD back in Superbike. You're racing in three classes. Hayden is racing in two classes. Um, and so is he in two classes? Yeah. 
I think I'm pretty so. sure. I'm not, I'm not sure they haven't announced it, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> I better watch what I'm saying. Okay, well, let's just talk about K. But he's back. The only writer that I can think of is what Nick McFadden, I guess. I mean, what's Nick slaying flooring or something? Last time I heard, what's going on with him? He's flipping I mean, houses or something. And flipping houses. I no, mean, he's, he's no, doing he's wild. actually doing. He's doing really well for himself. He's not uh, really flipping houses anymore, but. Uh, he actually has a business. Him and my buddy Drake, uh, they started AAA Exteriors, which okay. they do concrete, sidewalks, dirt work, clear land, oh. all that kind of stuff, skid steer, mini excavation. So he's doing that, which is it's it's a bummer for him. I think you know he would still like to be racing, but uh, now he's been out of the paddock since 2019, I believe. So it's just hard to get your foot back in the door. And and for me, that was a big thing to never leave the paddock because I feel like. Once you're out, you know, even for a year, people just forget about you. I mean, people even replace you within two rounds. So it's like, right. you know, you have to stay relevant and, and try to put in the results and be respectful and uh, keep good relationships relationships with uh, teams and people. Yeah, and I think it was probably easier for Nick to transition to a role where he was like still his own boss. You know what I mean? Like doing the, the, the his own business and things. I think it was, it was better than going to work for somebody because it probably doesn't feel as much like you know, working for the man, I yeah. guess. And as far yeah, as you guys, from, as, as far as you guys from Kentucky, you're kind of like cockroaches. I mean, we just can't get rid of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was a bummer there for a couple of years, you know, uh, I think Rod retired in 19 or 2018, yeah. maybe it was yeah. his last year. And uh, then I didn't have a rod in 2020 and JD was flat tracking. Hayden didn't race for a year or two. And, it's a little bit depressing to be honest because uh, we had always rode bicycles and dirt bikes back home, traveled to the races together, done a shit ton of pranks on each other, and uh, it was it was a sad time there for a couple of years with not all of us racing. But now we have JD back in the road racing pits, Hayden, myself, so we're back traveling with each other and training and riding with each other again. So it's just like old times except we're starting to be the veterans and get older <laughs> yeah it, it was i always remember those roger videos of you guys sleeping <laughs> it was always yeah, jake even, jake was, yeah, it was always jake and nick yeah even <laughs> even sleeping and golfing now you know i've gotten huge into golf like this past year oh. and like we used to go back uh out on the par three course and we'd be shirtless and pantsing each other on the uh, on the greens and shit like that you know like that you're not supposed to do on a golf course and now that i'm into it i'm like why would we ever do that but you know we were kids and we didn't know any better so is the golf getting better uh not really no but i, I enjoy playing a lot you know i'm trying to get out at least twice a week throughout this past year and but the weather's so bad here in the winter time you can't really play any golf so right. i'm ready for it to warm up and i enjoy doing it. It, it it's fun for me and uh it's something new you know it seems like all the racers are getting into it so there's something uh to do for sure and it's, and it's a, minus it's, it's an expensive hobby it's like you got motorcycles and you got golf so it's like pick the two things that spend a shit ton of money on <laughs> it's funny when i see those videos well not anymore because it, it's a little bit too cold but the, even the last videos i saw i'm like holy crap they're like playing in like a it just looked like a piece of farmland or something that was dead <laughs> I'm, I'm like that's a little different than what we're used to out here but you're right well, it gets it gets expensive well paul you may not i don't even you may not even have this maybe you've heard of the term jake may have i mean out this way they call they have they call it winter rules it's like winter rules. Yeah, you yeah. Can improve, you can, you can improve, improve your lie. 
at any time. So yeah, I'm like, it's there, winter rules year round. There was no one proving his lie without an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I thought about putting a couple holes. You know, I live on a unfortunately I bought a piece of property with a pole barn house probably four years ago now. And I'm on like just shy of 13 acres and I got a big turn track out in the field, but there's some open areas and I've been thinking about putting two or three little holes out there to practice on just just for fun, you know, and you don't have to pay anything, but literally walk right out your back door and, and do that. And my teammate Corey West is a huge into golfing and uh it, we always send each other uh stupid stuff on Instagram uh, about golf. So I, I like it just as much as riding dirt bikes now, honestly. It'd be cool to just have one hole. just like 150 yards cool. or something. It'd be really cool. Because yeah. the, the hard part about building something like that is obviously the green, right? Because the greens, yeah, yeah. you know, if you if it's good enough to putt on and all that. But yeah, you, should, you got the land, you could do it. Yeah, for that's sure. Pretty cool. I so, couldn't even do a pitch and putt over here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Into a Dixie cup or something. <laughs> um, Jake, one other uh, writer, actually family that I want to ask you about is we lost track a little bit of, well, Kelly Reese, but his son, Gage Reese, are they still in the area, Owensboro? And what do they race or are they involved in it at all anymore? Uh, not a hundred percent sure about if they're, they're not involved with racing at all, but Kelly does Last time I heard he does something with uh, Tucker distributing or something, but they actually live 10 minutes from my house. Uh, okay. I just got some merchandise made up, uh, some hats and beanies that I just posted on Facebook this morning, but he lives 10 minutes from my house and the lady that made him is pretty much his neighbor. And it's funny enough, I saw Gage's little brother and uh, Kelly's wife, Joy, at, at Planet Fitness. They go to the same gym as I do. So it's cool to still see them around town. And that's another unfortunate situation. You know, yeah. the ridiculous team was a, it was a big operation there for a couple of years, and that shut down. But just like racing, you always have people coming in and out, and uh, it seems like you can never really fully get away from it because we all love it. Yeah, it's true. So um, for your situation regarding, well, if it's if it's baggers or hooligan or super sport, before we get to Daytona, are you going to be able to do any testing? Do you know if any of the, either of the two teams you race for are going to do any testing for you? Yeah, I'm actually flying out here in less than 10 days now, probably. Uh, we're going to uh, head out to Podium Club, the track that Attack's been testing in Arizona. Yes. Yeah, uh, we're testing the uh, super sport bike for two days with them. So it'll be cool to share the track with uh, Gagne and Peterson. And then I think Aussie Dave and Fong are going to be there on the sport bikes as well. So that'll be really good for us to the first shakedown of the bikes and two days uh, helps a lot. And I know George, that's a big priority of his is to at least get us two tests, maybe three tests before Atlanta. But we still have some time before road Atlanta, you know, it's still probably two months away and with us not doing the 200 is a little bit of a bummer, but uh, we can really put our focus on the, just the actual points paying races this season. And as for the bagger, I mean, those guys are slaving away at the saddleman shop just to get the bikes ready. And uh, I don't know if we're going to test them or not. We have team meetings every Wednesday and uh, it seems like it's a slow process. And like I said earlier, it's just waiting on parts from Harley and different companies like that. And it'd be nice to get on the bike one day, at least before Daytona. But uh, if we, if we don't, you know, at least this year, I know what to expect going there uh, as far as riding the bagger and who again, because it'd be a bummer if I didn't have many laps on it, but we have last year's notes and uh, I think we'll definitely be more prepared heading there this year. 
Yeah. When you're in these meetings with, with team Saddleman, is it, does Dave Eckert himself run the meeting? And, and now that Patricia is like operations manager or whatever her deal is, does she get involved in telling you guys what to do? How's the dynamic right now? Yeah, it's actually, it's, it's really fun. Uh, I, I enjoy being a part of the team and those guys, I mean, you know, they had shirts and hats made up last year. Saddleman raced R and D, which they put racing and drinking team, but this year it seems <laughs> to be, uh, it seems to be a little bit more profess professional and uh, Dave Eckert has built a heck of a business as far as Saddleman goes. You know, they, they say super busy selling seats and uh, it's cool. You know, I flew out there in November and got the whole tour of the factory and it's impressive how many uh, workers they have and how much uh, work they do each day. You know, every seat is made custom, custom order, you know, they don't keep anything on the shelf. So it was cool to see that. And, our team meetings are funny, you know, especially with Patricia not officially retiring, but uh, she's going to help with, with uh, team management, flights, hotels, you know, sponsors is a huge thing. She's been working hard for that. And, uh, you know, she's she's Mexican, so she's pretty loud and can get feisty. And then Color, the colorful, thread, colorful yeah, col vocabulary. Wow. You know, when I heard oh, the yeah, news, when I heard the news that she was going to take that role, I'm like, wow, that's a perfect position for her because <laughs> she's so bubbly and positive and happy. And I, I remember I was walking by in the paddock there and she was walking the other day, the other way. And I said, hey, y'all good. And she goes, it's hard to not be good when you look this good. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you got a point there. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Yeah, but and, I mean, props to her as well, because I mean, honestly, she's helped the team as far as sponsorship wise, huge. And then rider wise i mean myself travis and Corey, uh helping us helping us personally you know uh, i'm happy to be uh with mission foods for the year as a personal sponsor and then leather wise you know she's designing and helping the colors on both super sport and bagged leathers and uh she gets shit done so uh thank thankful to her and then the rest of the team you know when we have we have these zoom meetings once a week and literally the whole crew's in there myself travis Corey, and then everyone at the shop so uh, it, it's it's good and uh, it keeps the team you know see, connecting and seeing each other each week. Yeah, it's a good idea. How um obviously you know Corey West pretty well. How well do you know Travis Wyman as a person? I mean, he's fairly introspective. In fact, not even fairly. I think he's very introspective. He's a really good guy, but he keeps a lot kind of close to the vest. He doesn't. He's not a, a loud. He's like the opposite of Patricia, I think. So, how, do you know him well? Do you talk to him? Or I'm I, obviously you will. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't really know him that well at all. Right. I mean, right. it seems like we've raced each other a lot or not really a lot. We've been in the paddock around each other a lot, but we haven't really raced each other besides stock thousand and 21. And then last year in baggers and, uh, we didn't even talk that much then. So it'll be cool. You know, it's always nice to meet. I wouldn't say meet new people, but, uh, have new teammates because I don't really, know much about Travis's life and, and stuff like that. But Corey and myself get along really good. And, you know, even before last year, we didn't, I wouldn't say I had the, the perfect relationship just because I didn't know much about him. We were teammates back in the day with Vezra, but when you're teammates with someone like you're spending all year and a lot of time with them. So it, you get them, get to know them on a personal level, which is exciting. And uh, it should be a good season. Okay, so did Patricia, out. did Patricia get the front of the truck to herself for changing or <laughs> and, and you guys had to be out somewhere else? Good question. No, uh, actually not. And we didn't technically have like a, a rider's lounge uh, last year in, in the in the old semi. So I would even get dressed out and out in the pits, you know, and that was a big thing. Like 
if you came by our pits, like it was always lively with cooking and ton of food, good food and, and the bikes. But I think this year the team actually got a new semi and Dave, that's one of Dave's priorities is to make the team look more professional and more presentable, you know, cause we're pretty, pretty much pitted right beside or across from factory Harley all the time. So uh, I think this year it'll look better. And that that's one of our goals is, is just to look more presentable and run up front. So, but I'm no, gonna... we didn't get dressed together. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't that's mean good... it that way. Well, it's, no, it's, no. A, it's a good question. Hey, Jake, Wait, Corey's calling me. No. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Jake, I'm going to put you on the spot for a minute and we're not going to, we'll, we'll exclude Corey from this because he's your most recent teammate and even Patricia. Um, who's, who's the best teammate you've ever had? That's, that's a tough question. I've been racing since I was uh, 16 is when I turned pro back in AMA. So that was 2012 and I've been on a lot of teams since then. It's I probably mean, hard to on, pinpoint anybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 pretty tough to pinpoint someone off the top of my head. You know, obviously me and Nick were teammates back at M4 and we we're best friends and we've grown up with each other since we were four years old. Roger was I mean, Roger, I lived with him and did everything right. with him. So he was cool to have as a teammate. But as far as relationship wise, I mean, really my current teammate, Corey, I mean, Corey and Jarrett, like we, Jared, we yeah. talk all the time and send each other stupid shit on Instagram. So I just think I've kept the best relationship with those two guys. Uh, but I've had a lot of teammates and it's, like I said, it's always cool to meet new people and be teammates with someone each year. Cause you learn more about them, but those two are the, the, the most closest uh, friends of mine. And it just seems like, you know, you switch classes like super, like it's weird, but you, you're, if you're in Superbike, you're just friends and talk to the Superbike guys. If you're in baggers, you're just friends and talk with the bagger guys. And it, it's weird because, you know, I used to talk to Skultz and Peterson and those guys in Superbike. And then the next year when I was in Superbike, it's like you don't really talk to them as much. And it just, yeah, it's just, uh, it's weird. It, like the paddocks big and then it's small at the same time you know like you you have your whole little clique you run around with and talk to yeah i mean a good example of that you you mentioned about the saddleman team last year and i was surprised most of the time i saw you you were kind of with that team you guys were sitting at one of those tall tall tables you know round tables or whatever together and talking and stuff and you know if i needed to find you i'd usually go there rather than try to go over you know just with disrupt and that's not taking anything away from disrupt at all it just like seems like maybe it's because it was the what did you call it the drinking and the what team oh racing the, and drinking racing thing. and drinking yeah oh, now, don't table. forget don't forget eating <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no my motto is pay to play, pay to play baby and uh, Saddam was the one uh paying pay me last year and jesse i was just kind of I wouldn't say doing him a favor, like we both uh, work together good, but right. I would definitely spend more of my time over at Team Saddleman. But it's going to be tough this year because as far as playing that aspect as uh, Saddleman and Altus, because, I mean, they're both big teams. They both have semis. And uh, as far as, like, you know, doing autograph signings and stuff like that, you know, you gotta you got to find a happy medium with both teams and, and figure that stuff out. So looking forward to that. And I don't think it'll be a big issue, you know, uh, definitely try to present both teams the best I can. Okay, boys. I think we're out of time. I can't believe the Kentucky phone system only effed up once. No, you know what happened is actually uh, I was getting, Oh, it's going to wait. It's going to be his fault. I got a phone call. So you thought it was okay to answer it? 
No, I <laughs> I tried to reject it and it connected to that phone. So uh, then it screwed us all up. Nah, no hey, worries. It all worked hey, out fine. Hey, Paul, one more thing real <clears throat> quick. You know, I always like to do this. Hey, uh, Jake, shout out to your your mom too. Is your mom going to be in the paddock this year? I always love to see her. Yeah, she'll be there at most of the tracks. So, uh, you know, Daytona's only 40 day, 40 something days away now. Yeah. So it's coming up yep. quick and definitely already talking about travel and doing all that stuff. So that's a big thing for me is just having family, uh, family there, my mom and also my girlfriend, Blair. I like having people at the track that uh, know me away from the track because sometimes the track can be stressful and, uh, and it's it's nice to go back to the hotel with with people you love and hang out with all the time. But uh, looking forward to traveling around the U.S. racing motorcycles again this so year. So good, so good. Yeah. Well, we're happy to have you, and yeah. uh, we'll see you down in Daytona. Keep up the training. Push away yeah, from the that's... table. Push away from the table a little sooner, and you'll be fine. Yeah, we're on it. Uh, Blair, you know, she's lived with me full time for a year now, and we used to go out and eat all the time. But we've been cooking at home and. Uh, some people on my team, like Patricia thinks that I'm not going to stick with it. And she thinks I'm going to drink with the boys again when we get to the track. But I, I told her I'm not drinking at all till I at least win another race. And uh, I'm fully focused for this year and want to do good. That's a good all right. goal. All Thanks, right. Sean. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah.